Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Contractor's Corner Business Podcast, where we talk about anything and everything with a focus more on the construction business side of things. I am your host, Kenneth Holland. I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas in the Dallas area. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe. We're going to have a fun time talking today. Okay, let's dive right into our funny and interesting segment. This one I will title Floor Liquors. Have you ever had a picky customer? Right. I know. Of course you have. After all, we're talking about the construction industry. And if you've been around as long as I have in the construction industry or owned your own business as long as I have, then you've had plenty of picky customers. We call these outrageously picky customers floor liquors. Why, you ask? I'm about to tell you. The answer lies with my uncle. Okay, so my uncle, he owns a hardwood floor business. And one particular customer of his, we will call her Miss Angela. Well, Miss Angela once called his office after he finished the job. Now, you must know, I believe she was a very hard and picky customer to please throughout the job. Well, Miss Angela calls and tells the lady in the office, Jay, who is my uncle, did an outstanding job on my floor. You should be so proud. She went on to tell the office lady how everything was so clean and didn't even, or that I'm sorry, that they didn't even leave a speck of dust on the floor. So the lady answering the phone said, oh, thank you for the compliment. Then Miss Angela said, do you want to know why I know that they didn't leave any dust on the floor? So the office lady says, sure. Now this is the kicker here. Miss Angela said, I licked the floor. Yes, you heard that right. Miss Angela got down on her hands and knees and licked the floor just to make sure it was clean enough for her standards. Moral of the story. Pay attention to detail. You just never know what a customer will do to check your work. They might just lick your work. Now, I also must say that I do love all my customers, even the picky customers, even the floor lickers. They help pay my bills, and I'm very thankful and grateful that there are customers. Okay, let's talk about bandit signs. What are bandit signs? Bandit signs are cheap, plastic, corrugated signs. You will normally see them at the corner of busy intersections. They are usually held down by metal or wood stakes. Some people even go to the lengths of nailing them to telephone poles. Although I do not recommend this method. Some of them will say, we buy cars working or not. We buy ugly homes, etc., all that good stuff. I first heard about this method of marketing from a book I read titled Guerrilla Marketing by J. Conrad Levinson. At the time, I was just a few years into my business and I was wanting to build it and expand, but didn't have a lot of capital. So I went to the library and checked out a marketing book. It happened to be this book. It had low cost-effective ways to market. The author has since passed away, unfortunately. In my opinion, he was a marketing genius. If you don't have this book, I'm telling you right now, go buy it. Guerrilla Marketing. It's been updated since the first copy ever came out, 
and I suggest you read, read, read it, and take notes and apply the uh, marketing truths to your business. It is a good book, and if I were you, I'd do it. When I read about bandit signs, I thought, you've got to be kidding me. You want me to do what? That sounds like an unprofessional way to market your business. I thought, who in the world would call me after seeing this cheap sign on the street corner? Well, let me tell you, I quickly repented of that kind of thinking. Let me tell you why. My first order of bandit signs cost me less than $200. In that order, they gave me 10 signs and 10 metal stakes to stick um, the signs into the ground. Okay, but I want to tell you right now, I believe the price has even gone down um, the last time that I looked at the price online on a certain website. I want to say that it's been split in half or it's at least um, gone down to 25%. Um, so the cost is going to be even lower than the $200 I first spent. I put out about five signs on this one weekend, the first time I ever put them out. And one of the first people to call me had around a $3,000 to $5,000 project for me to estimate. I went over and gave them an estimate. Guess what? I got the job. It all started from one bandit sign. That one bandit sign cost me maybe $20. Or let's say those five signs that I put out on that one weekend cost me $100. $20 each a sign. This was my return on investment. For the sake of showing you how <clears throat> excuse me, how good the return on investment is with bandit signs, I will take the low numbers. I'm not going to go for the high numbers, um, so you, we can go, we'll shoot low, and you can see how great the return is, even if we shoot low. Let's say the job costs $3,000 for the total, and the cost of those signs for five signs were a total of $100. That means that my return on investment was this. The profit for this job in those days would be about 50%. So that would give me about a $1,500 profit from a $3,000 job. So if we take the $100 cost of getting those signs and putting out those signs, and then I get a $1,500 profit from those signs, from that job I got, that means my return on investment for profit profit was 1500%. It only cost me $100 to make $1500. That is an amazing return on investment. Now, you want to know what the awesome thing about these bandit signs? That wasn't the only call or even the only job I got off of those particular signs that I put out. I got more jobs as a result of putting out bandit signs from the original 10 that I first ordered. But I can't remember the numbers on all those jobs, so I'm only talking about this one particular job that I can remember. So, let's talk about why they're called bandit signs. Let's just say you might not be able to put them out in certain cities. They consider them bandit signs if it's against their code. So make sure before you put these signs out that you're not going against any city code. Have I ever put them out where I wasn't allowed? Um, possibly. I will tell you, once I did, and I did receive a call from an angry police officer that told me he would give me a ticket if he ever caught me doing this again. 
So, needless to say, I never went back into that city and put the signs there. But in my experience, some cities won't ever say anything to you and don't even have an ordinance against the said signs. But just in case, make sure to always put them out after lunch on a Friday or early Saturday morning before the influx of traffic. Why Fridays after lunch? Because the city workers are less likely to take them down after lunch approaching the weekend. By this time, they are only thinking about enjoying the weekend. So I usually put out the signs on Fridays going into the weekends. I figure they will stay up for at least Friday afternoon, Saturday, and Sunday. And if they are taken down by the city, it will be on Monday. Weekends are the best because people are out and about enjoying their weekend. So you will have visibility. If you don't want to be harassed by the city, you can always pick up the signs yourself on Monday morning before the city conducts business and even reuse them the following week. I will tell you that I have had a potential customer call me and complain. So be prepared. I remember her voice all so well, something like this, Mr. Holland, how dare you put those signs out in my neighborhood? That looks so trashy. I know for certain none of my neighbors would ever hire you to do work for them. That is just so trashy. Oh, how I wanted to let my pride take over and just tell her, guess what, lady? Your neighbors must also be trashy or like trashy things because they just hired me to do a job. But instead, I respected what she had to say. I let her speak her piece and didn't say anything unkind back. But I'm telling you, that same week, I believe I had over $3,000 in profits from Bandit Sign Marketing. I'm a big believer that if you do your part and work hard, God will do His part and reward you with more opportunities for work. So even if it means putting out Bandit Signs and treating those complainers with kindness and pressing forward, He will reward you. I know this from experience. Now, let's talk about making them stand out. What do you put on bandit signs? My philosophy is this. Number one, put the service or product you're offering in big letters. Number two, put your phone number in big numbers. So, for example, on one of my bandit signs, I was marketing concrete staining. So in big, bold letters, I put Holland Concrete Staining. Then on another line, I listed my phone number in big, bold numbers. I had subheadings that were small, but the most important items were my service and my phone number. So they are always in big, bold letters or numbers. Also, do not put them in a special font. I beg you, please do not do that. If you do, I can almost guarantee you, they will not call you. Why? Because they will not be able to read your sign from their vehicle. So always make them in regular font that is legible from the distance of your sign to the potential customer's car. Where do you put them? My philosophy is this. Go to an area that you have done a lot of work in. Now, find busy intersections 
that have a stop sign or a stoplight. Don't go to freeways. By putting them at a busy stoplight or stop sign, you will have people look over and notice your signs while they are stopped waiting on the light to turn green. Word of advice, have your phone handy and answer your phone as soon as it rings. The reason is this, people are in a hurry. They probably just dialed your number and did not write it down. So that means they are most likely calling you this one time because your number will soon be erased from call history by their other phone calls. So I repeat, answer your phone the instant it rings. You will see calls during rush hour when people are sitting in their car bored and like I said before, waiting for the light to turn green. They're going to all of a sudden look over and they're going to see your sign. And if it's something that interests them, they're going to give you a call. So please answer your phone the second you get the call. Now, real quick, before we wrap up, I also want to stress this. Don't only use bandit signs as a form of marketing. This is just one avenue of marketing. There's plenty of other methods of marketing out there. So use bandit signs and use the other methods as well for a combination that will produce much profit for your business. In closing, I want to share this quote from you from Henry B. Eyring. He says, and I quote, faith always defeats fear. Standing together produces unity, end quote. So think about that. Faith always defeats fear. Remember that if you're having a little bit of fear, maybe about marketing or just in life in general, put forth your faith, put it, put it in God and he'll take that fear away from you. I promise you this. He's done it for me plenty of times. And he will do the same for you. Next week's episode is going to be very entertaining. I've got a great story to share with you about a temporary laborer we used that I'm sure all of you can relate to, or at least most of you can relate to. And when I say relate to, I mean as a business owner hiring a temporary laborer. You can only imagine where this story will go. Until next time, this is Kenneth Holland with the Contractor's Corner Business Podcast reminding you to put aside your fear and put forth your faith in God above.